Is the Toronto condo market crashing? I'll answer that and other COVID-19 questions on today's episode. Stay tuned. Welcome to the True Condos Podcast with Andrew LaFleur, the place to get the truth on the Toronto condo market and condo investing in Toronto. Hey there, welcome back to the show. Thanks again for tuning in to the True Condos Podcast. Once again, your host here, Andrew LaFleur. And if you're new to the show, welcome. We've got hundreds of episodes like this one at truecondos.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you're listening, Stitcher, wherever you're listening to this. Thanks for being here. And if you're a regular listener, welcome back and uh, glad to be with you here again. So recording this, of course, in, uh, in 2020, springtime and we're still in the middle of COVID-19 and well are we in the middle are we at the beginning are we at the end nobody knows I guess but we're still dealing with the reality the new reality that is COVID-19 so if you're listening to this at some point in the future you know this might be a historical document into how we were thinking at the time whether we were right or wrong or neither and if you're listening to this uh, in real time in 2020, well, this is my attempt to give you some reflections on things that I'm thinking about and just observations that I'm seeing in the condo market right now, what's happening, what's reality, what is uh, not, what is fake news, um, and where I sort of see things going from here. So just wanted to get some of my thoughts out to you in this episode. So some of the questions I want to look at, what's going on in the Toronto market right now? Um, is the market crashing? Are there any deals out there to be had? Where are the deals? Are there deals? What opportunities am I specifically watching myself as an active real estate investor? Um, and where where do I expect things to be going, specifically in the condo market and the pre-construction market in the remainder of 2020? So just to sort of quickly take a snapshot on the market, the latest stats that we have for the month of April, things are changing so much week by week, but if you look at the stats from Toronto Real Estate Board resale market for the month of April, um, Again, the statistic that I, if you've been listening to this podcast and following me for any length of time, the, the number that I always go back to is the sales to listing ratio. Um, so it's a percentage number and the higher that percentage, the hotter the market is. And it gives you a good idea of the temperature of the market and the direction of the market, which way things are going and how hot things are. So as you would expect, that number is... Um, quite low, very low considering or relative to where it typically has been in the Toronto real estate market and the Toronto condo market over the last number of years. So looking at the um, entire real estate market, all property types, that number sales to listing ratio sits at uh, 28%. So generally speaking, as we I've been tracking this number over the last you know, 13 years since I've been in real estate, that number, uh, if it goes below 25%, 
that's generally a definitive buyer's market. So you're right on the cusp of what could be technically classified as a buyer's market. Um, obviously, some property types are are in buyer's market. Some are slightly outside of a buyer's market. But overall, 28% is very, very low for sales to listing ratio, where over the last few years in particular, since 2016, the market, of course, has been very hot on a, on a crazy run the last few years. You know, we've seen that number hit, you know, as high as 100% or even higher, and it's been sitting around... 70% roughly on average for for the last number of years give or take so to be down at 28% is a massive change and it's more reminiscent of when was the last time we saw a number like that you're taking us back to the recession of 2008 when we were seeing numbers in the 20s like that the condo market specifically um, is very similar overall again the whole market is 28% Condo market is uh, around 26%. Looking just at the downtown condo market, which is, again, uh, something that we are always looking closely at, downtown is 24%, so even a little bit lower. Um, but still, not uh, maybe, maybe not as low as some were expecting, maybe not as high as some were expecting. I mean, it's, uh, it's hard to really say what that number represents, but I just wanted to put that number out to you and give you a a sense and a temperature of where things are at. Definitely the market, obviously, no surprise, has slowed down dramatically. Sales, of course, are down massively, uh, roughly around 65 70% sales are, are down from where they typically would be or where they were a year ago at this time of year. Maybe the most interesting story uh, overall, though, of the market, in my opinion, is just the resilience of the market and the fact that um, despite the fact that you know the government has basically shut down the whole economy, more or less, uh, you know millions and millions of people are uh, have lost their jobs either permanently or temporarily, and lost their you know a lot of their income or all of their income in some cases. Uh, but yet, still, the market is really doing relatively okay. And I think the big reason for that is the supply side of things. So we just are not seeing uh, a huge amount of supply still. Again, this supply shortage has been the big story, has been the big driver, not so much the demand, but rather the supply side of the equation in Toronto real estate has been the big story for the last few years in particular. So supply, looking at, for example, supply, uh, the number of condos available for sale downtown, again, that downtown market that we track so closely all these years, supply right now, available condos, month of April, 773 condos, 773. Put that number in perspective, 10 years ago, let's go back in time, 10 years ago when the city of Toronto's population was approximately 1 million people less than it is today. 1 million people less 10 years ago, April 2010. April 2010, there were 1,374 condos for sale, 1,374. So basically double the supply was available in April of 2010 compared to today. So uh, a supply number for downtown condos above 1,000, between 1,500 and 2,000 
on any given month, that was normal for most of the last, you know, most of the last 15 years, the last couple of years aside, that was sort of a normal number between 1,500 and 2,000 units available for sale. Right now, again, only 773 units. So supply is very, very low. That being said, demand is is very low and the number of sales actually taking place, as I said, is very, very, very low compared to what it was a year ago. Um, just comparing supply to last year is actually down slightly. April of 2019, you had 804 units available for sale versus right now you got 773. So slightly less condos available for sale than even last year. Uh, you know, again, typically if you're heading into this kind of, a what can we call it? A economic slowdown. Uh, you would typically associate that with rising inventory as as people begin to sell off their assets. Um, that's a typical pattern you would see in a lot of real estate markets in a lot of cities. And yet, you know, once again, Toronto, uh, the strange animal that it is, re- real estate wise, compared to other cities in North America and around the world, bucks the trend yet again. The resilience that the Toronto market is showing is incredible. And a lot of that, again, is driven in this case by the lack of supply. The We're just not seeing sellers coming out in massive numbers to uh, get rid of properties, to divest, to dump them, uh, whatever <laughs> you want to call it. We're just not seeing it. Um, and that, in a way, is consistent with, with what we've seen in the Toronto market for the last you know, many, many years, which is just, we're just not seeing people sell. We're seeing people hold on to assets um, in a way that is, uh, again, a little bit unusual. But again, this is the reason why Toronto is such a great, has been such a great market to invest in and will continue to be. Um, it's it's uh, it's a market where we, we don't have enough homes for sale and we have a growing population. So that is, uh, to me, that's the most interesting observation of what, what I'm seeing in the market personally, of what jumps out at me is just uh, even though the, the number of sales is down, like uh, like it's off the charts how much the, the, the volume of sales has dropped, like 65 70% in one month. It's unheard of, like, and it's, again, caused by this, uh, this shutdown by the government of everything, um, that is unheard of. But yet, at the same time, the supply is just not going up. So, I mean, not going up with uh, with what you would sort of expect it to be. Uh, there's just no panic, you know, selling in, in a broad sense happening. So very, very, very interesting to me that point there. And, and again, just speaking to the underlying fundamental, I think, strength and resilience of the market in general. So uh, going down a little bit more micro level, are we, you know, what are we seeing? You know, things, things are dramatically down in terms of sales, but we are seeing signs of life and signs of improvement. I call it incremental improvement in the market over the last three, four weeks. Um, It looks like a low point in the market in terms of activity certainly was early April you know, around three weeks into the whole COVID thing, that was probably about the low point in terms of people just not transacting in real estate at all. And since then, we have seen a a steady 
a slow but steady rise each week in the level of activity. So hopefully that continues as more people, I think, just adjust to the new reality and become more comfortable with living their life, living their lives and just going about the normal things they would do, including buying real estate in this uh, in this new reality that we're in. So we're seeing that steady improvement, but uh, you know, week over week, the, the numbers might look huge, but again, compared to where we typically would be, there's, we're still down big time from what is sort of a normal level of activity. So we're not, uh, we're not, uh, I'm not here saying, you know, the, the, the worst is over, the bottom has been hit, and it's all just great from here, and we're all just downhill from here. Um, that's another big thing that, uh, as I've been watching all these forecasts and being on various Zoom calls and stuff, that, you know, is, is, uh, is a recurring pattern is, you know, people are st- taking their best guesses and stabs at, at what's happening and what's going to happen, but nobody knows. Nobody knows what's what's going on. No one knows when, as I said at the beginning, are we at the beginning, the middle, or the end of this thing? Nobody knows. Uh, time will tell. And uh, anybody who's saying, you know, that was this is the bottom and it's all downhill from here, uh, you know, you don't know that. Uh, <laughs> let's let's wait and see how this thing plays out. Um, big question that a lot of people are asking me is, you know, is the market crashing? Uh, and are there deals? Like, you know, a lot of investors obviously is listening to this podcast. Maybe that's you. And uh, a lot of my clients are people who, who own multiple investment properties and developed great relationships with over the years, always, you know, looking for deals and, and opportunities, right? So that's a question I'm getting a lot is, is where are the deals? What, 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 you know, or, or, you know, can you hook me up? What, what's going on? So, uh, unfortunately, no, I don't really have any, any, any hot deals to, uh, report to you or, or tell you or, or say, you know, look at this amazing deal here or there. Uh, prices are, you know, some prices, sale prices in resale for the most part, they're, you know, some of them are, are, are the same as they were pre COVID. Some of them are a little bit up from where they were pre COVID. Uh, but I would say on, on balance, on average, uh, if you're looking at apples to apples, one property to a similar property pre COVID, you're, you're probably down in the, you know, five to eight to nine, you know, kind of percent, maybe 10% in some cases, but you're sort of in those high single digits in terms of today's pricing versus let's call it late February, 2020, right before COVID pricing. So yes, prices are, are down from pre COVID a couple months ago on balance. But if you still compare the prices, uh, today in April, May 2020 compared to a year ago at the same time. Prices are generally still up for, for most properties. Certainly the condo market is prices are still up from a year ago. They're still up, you know, five to ten percent from a year ago. So you're sort of peeling back to call it, you know, October, November 2019 pricing in terms of where the pricing is at today. So the gains, call it the gains between October, November until, you know, March 1st, March 15th, 
those gains that we that were observed in the market have sort of been erased in that sense, and you're going back uh, a little bit there. But again, the market was so hot, and price gains were, you know, significant. Call it 15% or so across the board on average from a year ago till you know till right before uh, right before COVID hit. So if you're taking off five or ten percent, you're still not you're still above where you were a year ago. So um, yeah, that's that's uh, that's sort of a my take on it. The rental market. Let's talk about the rental market. If you want a deal, become a renter. You know uh, that's where you're, you're definitely seeing year over year. Uh, rental decreases, certainly month over month, big decreases. So rental market uh, is bad right now. Um, there's a lot of supply and just generally speaking, people just do not want to move and uh, <laughs> you can understand why. So uh, there's just the demand on the rental side is, is dropped off dramatically. And I did a podcast, of course, on the rental market earlier this year. You can go ahead and listen to that. And I talked about the fact that 2020, pre, this was before COVID, 2020 was going to be a really bad year for the rental market. And it just is, it just was. And that's primarily due to a lot of supply on the market and a lot more supply expected to come in with, with a lot of new completions of condo buildings. So we knew that 2020 was, was going to be a bumpy year for the rental market. Big picture thing, you know, again, it's just, it's just a blip in the, in the, in the long-term rental growth of Toronto, but that was the t- context going into the mar- into COVID, and now COVID has just like hammered it the market over the head even more. So, rental market is really bad, really slow right now. So, that's uh, that's just a reality. If you're looking for a deal, you know you can get a great deal if you're if you're renting right now because there's just not a lot of people who who want to rent or want to move, I should say, and and a lot of tenants uh, are obviously just staying in place for obvious reasons. But yet buildings are still being completed, you know, and landlords are, are still adding to the supply of, of stuff that's on the market. So hopefully that uh, that situation will improve. But again, we we just we knew going into this year that it's, it's going to be a rough year for for rentals. Stuff is still renting. You know, we are active with our cl- investor clients renting out their units, um, you know, anecdotally rents are sort of two to three hundred dollars a month on average, less than what they were, uh, you know, three, four months ago. So that's, that's, uh, stuff is renting, but you've, you've got to lower your expectations on rent at least for, uh, for the coming year ahead. Um, what am I watching? What opportunities am I looking at? Well, I'm actually starting to look at something, uh, I didn't expect to look at necessarily, but this is where, you know, if I, if you're looking for deals, um, you might want to look at freehold properties in central Toronto. Um, if you are, and in, this is primarily if you're an investor with a you know a decent portfolio, you've you've been doing this for a while. Um, maybe you have five or ten condos, but you're looking to uh, diversify a bit, and you're looking for opportunities. Opportunities in the condo market, um, they will always uh, will always have those opportunities for you. But opportunities in the freehold market, especially in central Toronto and in prime neighborhoods, they don't come along very often. Um, And we've seen the trajectory and we know the trajectory of central Toronto freehold properties is just going to continue to go up and up and up as, you know, in the macro sense over the next, 
you know, two, three, four decades. So this is a, you know, it's a bit of a win, nothing crazy, but it's a, it's, if you're looking for opportunities, I mean, you look at say, you know, I'm looking at some properties in Lee side. I'm, I'm thinking maybe it's time to get something like that as much as it, uh, goes against my, uh, you know, comfort level in terms of, and I talked about this many times, investing in condos versus investing in houses. Houses are very annoying to own and maintain, but they can be very lucrative in the long run. Uh, condos are very easy to own and maintain and, and rent out. Um, they also can be very lucrative in the long run, but you know, it's just a, a simple matter of they're building more condos in the city. They are not building any more houses in this city. So that's just a reality. If, if you're able to, if you're, if you financially capable of getting into, you know, let's call it starter homes in, in prime neighborhoods, you know, 1.2 to 1.5 kind of range. Um, those properties are, you know, there's some interesting numbers out there we're seeing where, you know, the, the property might be 150 or in some cases maybe $200,000 less than it was in February for a great property in a great location that you know, you know, 10 years from now is going to be worth, you know, double or, or more what it, what you're buying for today. So, Little opportunities like that are, are sort of opportunities that typically wouldn't look at, but maybe you know you're starting to you're starting to look at opportunities like that. I'm starting to look at opportunities like that, sort of balance out the portfolio and and just again as a as a as a rare chance to get into some of those prime central Toronto freeholds. Uh, that you otherwise, you know, you'd be in bidding wars with, you know, two months ago, you're in a bidding war with 20 people. And it's going like, you know, 10% more than the last previous sale. Uh, now, the property, you can go in and scoop it up for maybe 10% less than, you know, the sale that just happened in February, and you're not at a bidding war. So, Let's see. Let's see what happens there. I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not jumping out of my seat for these properties, but it's something I'm starting to look at, and and we'll be tracking. Who knows? Maybe in, uh, maybe in a few months, uh, I'll look back and say, dang, I really should have uh, picked something up because now the prices are back up to where they were uh, in February, kind of thing. We'll we'll see what happens here. I'll keep you posted on that if if I decide to make a move, anything there personally. Um, yeah, so that's uh, that's something uh, that's something I'm looking at there, and of course, why don't we finish off with uh, the pre-construction market? We'll talk about the pre-construction market. Reason why maybe I left it for last is because there's really not too much to say. Uh, it's you know there's really nothing much happening at all. The pre-construction market has really just frozen in time, um, which is a, a characteristic of this market that a lot of people I think don't appreciate it. it it's largely a self-correcting, self-regulating um, piece of the market, right? Uh, if, if the market slows down as it is right now, then developers just simply stop releasing new projects. New, new projects just don't come online. New supply does not come online. If the market is really, really hot and heating up, then they speed things up and they add more and more and more and more projects into the market to take advantage so um you know it's uh there basically there hasn't been any new launches at all uh of any significance during the covid era so uh 
not much to report. Um, the the market is largely driven, of course, by new launches. So when this when the the monthly and quarterly stats start coming out for the pre-construction market, you're going to see numbers dramatically down from what they were a year ago, and the headlines will be screaming. You know, sales are down. I don't know, 60, 80, 90% is going to be some astronomical numbers. But always remember, of course, that's because nothing new has launched primarily. That's the number one thing. But also, um, yeah, I think the industry is sort of taking a similar approach as the individual condo investor for the most part, which is they're taking a wait and see approach. Um, wait and see. Let's Let's see what's happening. Let's see how this plays out. There's a lot of builders that we're talking to each week, and they're they're still doing everything to get their new projects ready for the market. But I think the sentiment is really um, let's wait and see. We don't need to rush into anything. Uh, everyone is sort of waiting for the other guy to launch their project first to see. Okay, you put yours out. No, you do yours. No, you do yours. You go first. Uh, you launch yours, and I'll launch mine. Kind of thing. Um, so that's, that's interesting to, to see. Um, and you know, the, the whole big reason for that as well is just the whole industry has been built on a, primarily on a, uh, face to face, belly to belly, you know, event driven model of selling in person. Uh, yes, some virtual sales and, and DocuSign and stuff has been happening, but um, again, the, the bulk of this business is is built on uh, good old-fashioned face-to-face, belly-to-belly uh, selling. So, you know, the whole industry is now kind of taking a step back and saying, okay, how do we actually sell in this new reality where everything sort of has to be virtual and online? Yes, we have the technology and tools to technically do it, but um, you know we've never actually done it before. So they're trying to figure that out. Uh, well, at the same time, I think they're they're looking at each other as as developers and builders, and saying, you know, again, you go first with yours. No, uh, you can go first, and then we'll go after you. You know, it's like uh, it's interesting to see. So obviously, this we're, this won't go on forever, and projects will begin launching soon. Um, Speaking of which, uh, this is a good time to let you know that there are, that Daniels, perhaps, 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 Daniels will be the first builder in the, in the GTA to release, you know, a major new project during this time. And it looks like, if things go according to plan, that they'll be launching the Thornhill, the second building of the Thornhill, which is the Beverly condos in Thornhill. And shortly after that, they're looking at launching Artsy Condos in Regent Park. So both those projects by Daniels expected to come out um, sometime in the weeks ahead. Uh, it's a bit of a moving target, but sometime in the weeks ahead here, we're, we're hoping that those projects come out. Both of those projects, by the way, will have a 10% deposit structure. So only 10% will be required before occupancy. Uh, Thornhill uh, Beverly will require an additional 10% ad occupancy and the Regent Park artsy one will be only 10% with nothing else due at occupancy similar to what they've done in their previous Regent Park buildings over the years so if you're interested of course in either of those projects and the 10% thing I think is is a great move and it's going to make them very attractive uh, 
And I think it's going to help them tremendously in a, in a market that we're in right now to have such a great deposit incentive. If you're, if you're interested in either of those, of course, hit me up, andrew at truecondos.com. Call me, text me, 416-371-2333. And we'll be sure to get you at the top of the waiting list for when those two projects come out soon. Okay, um, I think I've gone on long enough. I hope you got some value from today's episode, a bit of a ramble and rant on various questions and things that were on my mind and things I just wanted to update you with. Um, I hope you're doing well. I hope that you are uh, healthy and safe. And if there's anything that we can help you with, where you're looking to buy, sell, invest, assign a unit, uh, if you just need a consultation on your portfolio if you have a question about investing in condos or anything hit us up anytime once again truecondos.com is the website andrew at truecondos.com is my direct email and 416-371-233 is my direct cell phone call or text me there okay until next time hope you're having a great week and we will talk to you soon thanks for listening to the true condos podcast remember your positive reviews make a big difference to the show to learn more about condo investing become a true condo subscriber by visiting truecondos.com